Hey everybody, welcome to episode 236 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. It is just me this week due to my schedule. And of course, the ramping up of the holidays as we seemingly race out of control towards Christmas and the new year. Throw in a bathroom renovation, family time for our daily advent calendar items, work, an estate sale purchase that was finally passed due for pickup, and everything that seemingly could have triangulated to a due date of today? Yeah, they did. No complaints, though. I woke up again this morning. The weather has been cool and crisp, and the hugs from my girls have been warm and plentiful all through this chilly spell, as we would call it, or a cooler spell in Florida. So no complaints, lots of thanks, and loving life, just super busy. But, you know, what's new? That's kind of the same each week. I'm glad you're here this week, even though Andy and Jeff, like I said, we couldn't make those work out and they're not here. So it's going to be a shorter than usual episode I'm anticipating, but I'm glad you're here. And, you know, one thing that as I've been watching and listening and hearing from some of you, and I've seen you out and about, or you've texted me or emailed me, is that we have had a lot of new people start listening to the show through people sharing it. I met a group of people at church a couple of weeks ago, and they were, wait a minute, you're, you're the podcast guy, right? How do I do this? I've heard about it. I've heard other people talk about it. I had someone share it with me. I lost a text message. I don't have the link. I don't know what to do. So we sat there in the lobby and on the phones was like, search for your podcast app if you're on Apple or Google, Android, and you know, got everybody hooked up with Speaking of Grace, which is our podcast message series, so you don't ever have to miss a sermon. If you look inside the show notes on that, there's all the takeaways each week. So you can listen to the message, search the takeaways. You can discuss them with friends, share them, uh, even tweet them or Facebook updates containing those questions. And it's a good way to get conversations going, something we highly encourage. And we find that when people do that, they get a lot of feedback from whoever is in their circle of influence. So sharing the show is a super simple Maybe the easiest way that we can be a church without walls. It's something that we do that doesn't require anyone to go anywhere or do anything except pick up their device, log on to their computer, and listen. That's it. And we want your feedback. So if there's something that we said that we shouldn't have or something we should have included that we didn't, or you just simply disagree, we understand that that happens. You can always send a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or an email to podcast at wholelife.church and be happy to respond, even include your responses on our next podcast. And it's a good way, particularly during COVID, that we can all stay connected. You know, I can't hear your voice, but if you leave me a voicemail at that number, I'll play it on the next podcast and then I get to hear your voice. Some of you, if you just text me or send me a picture and a text or whatever, We'll go ahead and include those as well. So would thank, I guess what I'm trying to say is thank you for the sharing that you've been doing and the listening that you've been doing. And just thank you. I'm thankful for all of you that have made this show and Speaking of Grace really a success in that we get outside our walls and, and start accomplishing and keep accomplishing our goal of doing that and to love people into lifelong friendships with God. And I think this is an easy, quick way to do it. And you can share it with, you know, just about anybody. 
And no matter if they've been a longtime Christian or they're just kind of searching, we try to break everything down in easy-to-digest bites because that's yours truly. I like things that way, so that's the way we try to make everything. And again, if we miss something, we could have done something better, let us know, and we're happy to look at it. All right. This past week, we started a new series called Expect the Unexpected, and our message was an unexpected edition. And I'm just going to read the outline so we kind of have an idea of where, we, where we're going. It was on Elizabeth and Zachariah, and they wanted a child. And when they discovered they would receive just that, Zachariah couldn't speak to share the exciting news. And Elizabeth was going to deal with all the challenges of pregnancy in her 80s. How many times in our life have we been waiting for something, and when things finally fall into place, we're just not ready, or it happens in a way we didn't expect it to? Is it God's sense of humor at our expense, or God's perfect timing? How do we trust God's wisdom in times when things don't happen like we thought they would? It just This message really bridges the gap between our last series that we just got done with called while we wait and what do we do in the waiting and the unexpected here that we're supposed to be expecting so that we just started that and launched this week. So this story could literally fit into both categories. And as I thought about it, you know, put yourself in their positions and, you know, they were both uh, born with privilege, as Andy had pointed out. They had pedigree. He was part of the tribe of Abijah, descended from Aaron, and she too was in the family lineage of Aaron. So they kind of had this special family group within Israel. And then, just like anything else, you start to hear the whispers. Well, how come they don't have a baby? Or, you know, when you first get married, and even maybe sometimes when you're dating or you're just engaged, well, you know, when are you going to have kids? I don't know how many times Heather and I got that, and we were married for five years before we had Ellie. So we had quite a few opportunities for people to say, so when are you having kids? And of course, in in that culture, being childless when the intent was not to be childless, you know, it was also thought of that maybe... God was punishing you for some sins or, you know, a multitude of other things. So there was a lot that they were kind of dealing with. But in Luke 1, 6, Andy pointed out that it said, both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. And he went on to say, it's easy to be God's person when you get blessed for your obedience. It's one thing to obey God when he answers your prayers and gives you the desires of your heart. And this is seemingly the case. And then, you know, they go through this, he can't speak. And, you know, now all of a sudden she's going to be this older woman who's going to have a baby. And then you think all the things that they'd already overcome with being childless. Now there's this whole new set of challenges And you can't see how it's going to turn out. And so you smile a little bit because we know the end of the story and go, man, John the Baptist was the result of all this chaos, all this waiting that turned into this chaos and into this unknown. And it really comes down to me is how much faith do we have in God that he really truly is who he says he is, who we think he is, and that he's only going to give us good things when he is giving and when we're asking and 
the waiting that we just talked about. We talked about all kinds of different ways that we can wait. And the one that popped into my mind, and I guess it's probably one that I've taken away most from that series, was Daniel and this committed prayer. Not just we're going to pray every day, we're going to pray for meals. They might be that, you know, maybe we have a favorite prayer that we kind of rely on when we, I don't want to say disinterested, or when we just go into it quick, or ugh, I, I think we do. I know I do. When I don't stop and really take the time to talk to God, I find myself saying those repetitive prayers. And so when I look at this story and I think about what we just learned and while we wait and the kind of synergy that these stories can fit into both of those categories, I'm really leaning on Daniel. And that's kind of my goal as we go through this series. I'm, I always love the Christmas season and I love the, the stories. And even though we've heard them all before, this has a way of bringing them into a new light. And just to to really hold on to this year and maybe this, you know, 2020, maybe this is the best year ever to hold on to Daniel and being a committed prayer warrior just in our own personal our own personal walk, our own personal lives, our own families, if we could start there and just take care of that business that we need with God, that one-on-one time and that connected that connectedness and being close to him. I think so much more. We wouldn't be asking while we wait. We wouldn't be worried about so many other things that when it doesn't seem to go your way, if we're in connectivity and we're connected with God, we're, we're conversing, we're talking, we're laying bare our souls, even though he knows it anyway, I just feel like there's so many things that we're not going to worry about. And maybe even if, you know, 21 doesn't go much better than 2020, <laughs> depending upon vaccines and, you know, all these different things with COVID if we went into it that way, that has to improve it. Like if this wasn't what we were doing in 2020 or we weren't doing as good a job of it, and that's probably nearly all of us. But if we really committed to that and said, if there's one thing I could really go into the next year with, that would be it. So I think that's where what I'm holding on to. And just to have that faith and, you know, what are we going to, what do we see ourselves moving forward? What do we see ourselves doing and overcoming and I think that prayer part is so important to actually make that happen. And I think that even when we don't feel like we're God's person, as Andy has put it in the message, if we're connected in that prayer time, I think we find ourselves, we will find ourselves in a much more comfortable spot and a much more... I don't want to say confident, but just a, a much more relaxed state because, you know, it just, if we do that, we know and we have some confidence and we have some trust. And I think so many times we just we just don't trust. And he said, what would your reaction if God were to give you or to do for you or open that door, something you've been praying for would get open? If he said tomorrow or nine months from now, I'm going to open the door. I'm going to answer your prayer. Would you believe it or would you want proof? <laughs> I started thinking about the di <laughs> the different things that I have prayed for <laughs> that haven't come uh, to fruition, even close. 
It wasn't like it was, oh, this is what I was asking for. And eh, I guess you could kind of make, yeah, maybe. No, no. And I think to myself, if I, if, if I knew he was going to answer that prayer, would I believe or would you want proof? And I don't know if it necessarily matters, but I would want to, maybe it does. I just, I would want to think that I could just believe if God said that to me. And I have had different times in my life where he has done that and it has come true. And I did just believe I like, well, I don't know how you ask for proof. I mean, I guess you could, I guess I've just never thought maybe I haven't been that audacious or thought that I was worthy. Maybe not sure, but I thought that went along really well. Just as something to think about as we, you know, Christmas time, there's just, there's so much just pressure around the holiday season, seemingly just to get so many things right. And I know things are going to be probably different for most of us or many of us through this holiday season, probably a little less travel, a little less getting together. But, you know, this thinking about what would we do if God was going to grant that? And if you stop to think about you know, the prophecy that this story rolls around I me, mean, John the Baptist is born and he's going to pave the way for, for the first advent and for the coming of the Messiah. And then we have, you know, Jesus being born. And, you know, if so many people missed it, we talked about it last week. And to just stop and go, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to trust. I'm going to be in connectivity. I'm going to be in prayer. I'm going to be in committed prayer. I'm not going to miss. No matter what's happening, I'm not going to miss. I think this could be, for many of us, maybe the best Christmas we've had. If we just started that now and just kind of push on through into 2021. Anyway, this week, one of our whole life takeaways asked, when you were 10, what did you want to do when you grew up? <laughs> And that would just, it caught me off guard and it made me laugh just like it did there. And I was thinking to myself, all right, what did I want to be when I was 10? Oh, and it it, it hit me because uh, I'm recording this on Tuesday, late Tuesday, early Wednesday morning, uh, the 9th of December. And on Sunday, this past Sunday, two of my best friends were here from Wisconsin. They've been in town or in the area golfing. And they stopped in. We watched some Packer football because that's what Wisconians do on Sundays. We watch Packer football during football season. And they came over. And it dawned on me as I was reading this and prepping for today's episode that when we used to get together at their house, one was Richard and the other was Jeff, and we get together at their house, my friend Jeff, who we've been best friends since I can remember all the way, you know, we went through grades one through, oh, to rooming tool together at the academy. And he had this little, oh, back in the day, the little record, little cassette players and little flat ones. They were kind of rectangle shape and you could record. Sometimes it'd have a little microphone. Theirs didn't have a handheld microphone. You just had to talk close to the machine. And we used to pretend that we were 
radio DJs, and we would record songs off of the radio. So we had another radio. We'd play the music on, hold the little tape recorder up to it so the microphone could hear the music. And, of course, it was always in some big city like Chicago or L.A., and you're 10 years old or a little younger, and we probably did it for a couple of years till we were a little older, and you tried to do your best DJ voice and all this kind of stuff and announce your favorite songs. And then as I thought about it, that really never went away when I went my first job offer and my first interview after high school was a radio station in small town Wisconsin and it was a 24/7 365 all polka radio station and I interviewed for their there was only two DJs there they were on air live for a total of eight hours a day. The rest was all pre-taped. All their commercials, things like that, were all pre-taped. And it was about a, well, it was a little over an hour drive from my parents' house. And I remember getting the call. I drove out there. I was early. I sat outside for probably half an hour, 45 minutes. I was there early. Nothing more than I wanted was than was this job, even though it was polka. And I knew nothing other than that. You know, Wisconsin, you're exposed to polka, whether you like it or not. Um, but, you know, it didn't really excite me to, hey, I'm going to be a DJ at a polka radio station. But if you know anything about radio, even back then when it was more prevalent and more uh, actual on airtime with voice instead of all the pre-recorded stuff we have today, it's very hard to break into that. And it was very hard to get a job. So to actually go and get an interview so anyway, long story short, I interviewed, did a couple voiceovers for uh, advertisers, and I got hired on the spot. It was a Wednesday, Saturday morning. There was a message on the answering machine saying, yeah, sorry about this, but the person who was moving to Chicago, who you were replacing, yeah, they decided not to move. And so I guess we don't need you after all, but thanks for coming out. And so as quickly as my career in radio had started, it was already over. And, you know, the idea and the drive and the desire never really left. It just, you know, other things happened. And I did everything from about anything you can imagine in construction to becoming a financial advisor, retirement planner. And then, you know, podcasting happened. And it seemed like a fun way to kind of do the same thing. It was something I enjoyed and something that, I felt like I enjoyed and I was good at. So here we are. So what about you? What was the big dream or the never-ending daydream about what you would be when you grew up? I mean, what a fun way to share to see what people maybe wanted to be, even if it was younger than 10. I mean, like, what did you want to be when you first told, you know, the sort of firefighter, the you know mailman, a doctor, a nurse, you know, and then through the years. So I would love you to share. So you can send a voicemail or text 407-965-1607 or podcast at wholelife.church if you want to send an email. And if you send a voicemail, just leave the voicemail. It can be long and we'll play it next week. I would love to be able to share, like, what do you do now? What did you want to be at multiple stages or just maybe it was one thing and that's what you, you know, I want to be a doctor and that's what you became. Or I wanted to be an accountant. And that's what I became. It'd just be interesting to hear that because I always get a picture of what people are in their vocation. And maybe for guys, it's more sometimes tied in that, but women too, like, what did you want to be? And then like, oh, I could never see you doing what you thought you were going to do. Or 
you know, oh, wow. Yeah, I can totally see how you became a, you know, whatever profession you chose. So go ahead and send those over. That would be super, super cool. So as we wrap it up, our final thoughts are from Andy's message. He said, what legitimate life expectation never came to fruition and you shelved it? For what hoped for reality have you simply just stopped praying? From the human perspective, it's the only wise thing to do because from the human perspective, it just simply isn't possible. But you never know what might happen. I'm liking Andy's optimism here, and I'm hoping that maybe certain prayers that I've had should be reprayed continually and just see what happens. So maybe there'll be some new Daniel commitment to prayer on a few things that maybe I've stopped praying for. And I hope for you too, no matter what those are, because you never know what might happen. All right, next week, we are going to continue with Expecting the Unexpected. Next week, it's sermon title. It'll be Jeff. Sinkamani will be preaching. And it's an unexpected gift is the name of the message. Not sure exactly what that's on, but definitely make sure you join us online. Speaking of grace, in case you missed the message, And right back here on Wednesday morning for episode 236. Hope you guys are having an amazing holiday season. I hope you're not too crazy. Hopefully the shopping is nearly done or at least in the process. And you're taking time to enjoy the little things that when we look back in the holidays, those are seemingly the best memories that we have. So I'm hoping you guys are enjoying them as much as I am this year. And typically, as much as I hate to say it over the last, oh man, probably 15 years, I've been a bit of a Grinch. And this year, I'm not feeling the Grinchness at all. I'm feeling pretty good about things and I'm enjoying it. And so I hope you are too. So anyway, send those, send those, what did you want to be when you were 10, 12, 15, 18? What do you still want to be? Is there something that you just always thought, man, it would be so cool to do this. I just don't know how to, or I haven't, or you know, just thought it would be cool. Would love to hear those too. All right. Thanks guys for listening and have a great week.